0: Hey babe, welcome to the She Factor Podcast, a space where we believe empowered women empower women. We're here to inspire, encourage, and equip you to live your best life and find your purpose. Join me every week as we dish out real life tips and tricks on all things juicy, inspiring, and educational, but of course, never boring. I'm Tori Ganol, a millennial woman on my own journey to She, and your host of the She Factor Podcast. Grab your favorite cocktail or Starbucks drink and settle in for real, raw, and hilarious conversations as we dive into what makes us as women unstoppable. So I love to start off every podcast with a quick little hot seat Okay. before we get started. So for all of the listeners get to know you a little bit better. So I have five questions for you. So just give me whatever comes to your mind first. Okay. (laughs) I get so nervous during this. I know. Um, You get three words to describe yourself. What are they?
1: Oh, motivating, fun, and weird.
0: (laughs) Love it. I love it. I'd say I'm pretty along those lines too. You always got to have a little bit weird in there, you know? Yes. Yes. You have to. Okay. Mountains, beach, or city? Beach. If you could be any fictional character, movie, TV, book, who would you be? Oh, oh
1: my gosh. Uh, Fictional
0: characters. This is hard because
1: like right now all I'm watching is like Uh, my daughter Ayla is almost three. So you can imagine like the type of shows we're watching. And like, I don't watch a lot of like my own shows. And when I listen to books now, they're personal development. So there's no like fictional characters.
0: (laughs) So I'm like, oh my gosh, uh, fiction? What?
1: (laughs) Well, I can um, relate to
0: you if you choose a cartoon because I have younger siblings. So Okay. Uh, um,
1: You know what? I really like Moana. I love her and how she like, she like set off to do something that was like really scary and her family didn't like it. And she did it anyways. And she's a princess. So like, I like that. I like
0: (laughs) Moana. Cool. I like that one too. Um, Have you ever read a book that changed your life and what is it? So many. I'm looking at my bookshelf right now. Um,
1: You're you are a badass was great by Jen Sincero, but also you are a badass at making money is even better Because it probably changed my life in terms of like my mindset around money and removing those blocks of like, or just those old beliefs of you have to work hard to make money and money only comes to, to certain people or, you know, you're greedy if you want it, like all of those things. It just taught me that they're all not true actually. And I highly recommend it. You're a badass at making money by Jen Centero.
0: I've read You're a Badass, but I'll definitely have to check out that because I need a little bit of that in my life. You do. We all do. Awesome. And then what was the last concert you went to? Oh my gosh. Nelly. (laughs) No way. Yeah,
1: That's so funny. And it was the second time I saw him in the last like couple of years. I love Nelly. He is excellent. I mean, he's still got it. He's still got it.
0: He was playing a free concert on Fremont Street in Vegas when we were there like a couple of weeks ago. And I wanted to go so bad, but it was obviously, as you could probably imagine, was so packed. You could barely mm. even get on, get on the street. So oh. missed out, unfortunately, but he is a good one.
1: Next time when he's in town.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I would love to just start off by um, getting to know you a little bit better. I just want to give you the chance to kind of tell the listeners what you do and who you are and a little bit more about yourself.
1: Awesome. Okay. Well, my name is Kim, and I kind of got started on my own business when I was pregnant last year with my second daughter. Um, and I created a fit pregnancy program to help other moms who wanted to work out when they were pregnant. You know, they felt tired or they were worried about gaining weight and they had all these concerns. So I created a program that I use myself to follow to, you know, keep up with those high intensity workouts, but to be able to modify them so that you you know, you and your baby are safe. So that's how I kind of started. And then from there, I created an abs after baby program. And I really grew this fitness mom community. And I was able to quit my teaching job and dive into full-time entrepreneur, business owner, and a mom of two daughters now. And after I did that, I got a lot of feedback from other women who were telling me they wanted to do the same, or they were really inspired by me. And I am now a business coach for moms and I help women create jobs and make money from home so that they can spend more time with their kids and just have that freedom and flexibility in their schedule.
0: I love that story. And I love that, you know, everyone's journey kind of starts at one place and then ends up another. And I think that it's so fun to always see those stories and how they unravel. Were you passionate about health and fitness before you got pregnant and started the, the workout program or what did that look like?
1: Okay, so this is kind of... It's kind of interesting because when we talk about passions, and this is something I coach on as well, a lot of people think we picture like, oh, what you're passionate about. And it's this one thing when really like we're all multi-passionate. I have so many passions and I, I like to work out every day. That's just... It was what was easiest at that time to share and monetize for me. Uh, I love, like I said, I love working out. I love going to the gym. And I found a couple issues like throughout my pregnancy and becoming a mom, like fitness changed. Like it wasn't about going to the gym anymore. It wasn't about like the sweaty gym selfies and like fat loss. It was about health. It was about my mindset and then figuring out how I'm going to work this into my new life. So you know, I, I started doing at-home workouts, that sort of thing. So yeah, I was able to help others with that passion and that part of my life. However, I'm also really passionate about graphic design and branding. I'm also really passionate about teaching. I was a teacher for six years before I started my own business. My background is in graphic design and marketing, and I did take some business courses in between all of that. So. Right now, I feel like I'm really able to use all of my passions of, you know, health and fitness, my creativity, teaching business, mom life. And now I have this one package, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I was really I was always like in the gym and passionate about that or just like my health and wellness. But I what I really like to do is help figure out what other people's passions are and help them monetize it.
0: Totally. I absolutely love that. And that's, you know, exactly what we're trying to do here at She factors help people find those passions and capitalize on them and, you know, capitalize on their strengths and not their weaknesses. But those can be many, you know, we all have so many strengths and so many passions. And I love that you touched on that. So what brought you to leave education and start the company? Like what was kind of like the it moment for you to, to make that decision?
1: I'm like laughing because I'm like, there were so many. Well, first, <laughs> I just want to say like, I started teaching because I was working full time in like kind of corporate marketing. And I was like, you know what? I don't like working during summertime. Like what's a job where I get summers off? Oh, teaching. <laughs> I was like, you get, you know, great hours, all of those vacations, like Christmas break, February break. Like in New England, we have like a week off in February, week off, you know, spring break. So like, those were the reasons I wanted to teach. Plus I wanted to work with younger people. I was in like, that's what I wanted to be surrounded with. And trust me, that's what I got when I started doing high school
0: (laughs) teaching. I can't even imagine.
1: Oh yeah. So I actually found like the perfect job. And this is also a side topic. Like I'm really good at manifesting things. So (laughs) I manifested this teaching job where I was teaching high school students graphic design. Like it couldn't have been more perfect. So I was teaching something I really enjoyed. I got all my time off. I was just, you know, going through the motions. And it wasn't until I had my first daughter, Ayla, that something clicked. And I was like, "Eh, this isn't really fulfilling. Like, yeah, it's got all these perks of like time off and I'm working with these young kids who were kind of exhausting like it was draining teachers are seriously really dedicated and passionate and like you have to want to be there every single day and for me I didn't so it was really getting really hard for me to like be in this room full of kids who didn't necessarily want to be there and have to motivate them and get them excited when I myself didn't want to be there And it took like having Ayla for me to realize like, wow, my time is really important, one. And I don't want to have to, you know give up time with her to do something else unless it's something I really truly enjoy and I'm like well I, I can see right now teaching isn't that thing that I'm willing to give up time with my daughter for so that was like kind of the not want to say like red flag but like the first trigger for me to say like wow let me start seeing what else is out there and I I didn't know it was like this sense of fulfillment I was seeking but it became clear when I sat down and I set some goals for myself in 2017 so a little over two years ago, I was like, okay, well, what do I want to do? What would feel good for me? And that was the beginning of the process for me.
0: And what was that process like? I mean, going from a teacher to a self-employed business owner, what were some of the unexpected difficulties and challenges that you faced? And on, on the other side of that, maybe some of the unexpected triumphs and joys of that as well.
1: Yeah. So I guess that's a great question. There was so much unexpected because I didn't have any agenda going into this. I was just like, I want to do something different and I have no idea what it's going to be or what it's going to look like. I'm just going to figure it out. Yeah. That's kind of the best way to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was, it was so much fun and it was such a learning experience, but I knew I wanted to work from home. So that first year of 2017, I was really kind of just exploring what that would look like. And I honestly wanted to be some sort of like goal setting or happiness coach. And that really wasn't, was very unclear. I didn't know what I even meant by that, but I just, (laughs) I kept, I, I was just trying different things. So actually I think, yeah, that was the year I was just posting more. I was doing the fitness stuff, but I wanted to do, I don't know, I like fitness was fun for me, but it wasn't the, like I was saying before, it wasn't like my one true passion. So anyways, I just I was doing the the fitness stuff. Um, some of the things I found out were it really took me a, for a whole year of just like trying things, right? Like that research and development, like what feels good for me right now. And that's what I really had to learn is like following anything that kind of lit me up or got me excited and just trying it out and going through those failures. So for example, one of the things I did was I wanted to do workouts with Ayla in in a community setting. Like, I don't know if you've seen like strong stroller moms or like fit for mom, like those stroller mom workouts where I live, there's nothing like that. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna start it, which sounded like a great idea. And yeah, there was a a need for it in the community, but it was such a challenge for me to find the space and coordinate with all these other moms and, you know, hope that it doesn't rain that day. Cause we're all going to be outside with our strollers and planning around Ayla's eating schedule and napping. It was just so much work. So that to me, if I didn't do that, I wouldn't have known, I wouldn't have known, you know, like, I would never know, like that live of just doing live workouts were so difficult. So it really even it helped point me into, you know, the online space, like really sticking with online, like, All these moms are dealing with these same issues of like the nap schedule, the sleeping schedule, those same things I was trying to deal with, with planning. So it really helped me get clear on, you know, who these women are, what their common struggles are, and then how to create workouts that they can do, you know, at home in between feeding and the sleeping and work and the weather, all those things.
0: So that was just like one example. Right. How did you begin to build that following and find your customers as you were you know, trying to figure this all out and start your company.
1: Okay. So, all of 2017 was like the figuring, trying things, right? And then 2018 was like, you know what? I, I got this. I'm going to help moms who want to, you know, work out at home in 10 minutes and they want these effective workouts. So, I really got clear on who I was helping and what I was able to provide them with, which was constant value. So, on my social media, I, I had about like five ish thousand last year, like 2018. And I got clear, like I said, on who I was talking to. And then I got pregnant. So I got even more clear. I wasn't even talking to moms at this point. I was talking to pregnant moms now. (laughs) Um, So I really tapped into that area or those women. And I was making sure that all of my posts were helpful, were beneficial, were useful, were educational or entertaining, right? So whether that be, you know, five tips to have more energy during your pregnancy, or what can you work out when you're pregnant? Yes or no? Here's why. Like just answering all those common questions that pregnant women have. And that was that was my way to get, get more followers was to prove to them that I had answers. I had value. I had this information for them that was going to be helpful. So that's how I really grew because now I have over 60,000 followers and I credit it to the value that I was able to provide to them. Whether it was a workout, here's a five minute workout you can do, or here's a pregnancy core exercise you can implement today. Or if it was like a small tip or just something that I learned or something I experienced, they could come to my page and they knew what to expect. And it it took a lot of time, but that's how I grew my following.
0: Absolutely. That's awesome. And going off of that, so a lot of the women that you work with in your coaching business are moms. So, what is like the number one thing that you tell them when they're going to go start their own business? Like, what advice do you have for our listeners out there who are maybe trying to pursue starting their own business or work from home or trying to find a passion that they want to run with and make money with? What is your biggest advice to those people?
1: My biggest thing is that you are ready and to start now, <laughs> don't wait. Don't make excuses because that's the number one thing is so many women are like, well, I have this, I I have an idea, or maybe they don't even have an idea, but they know they want to do it. And I want you to know that that desire inside of you is not for everyone. Not everyone wakes up and says like, I want to start a business. A lot of people are comfortable in their jobs. But if you're feeling that call to do something else, I really encourage you to follow it and to figure out what that next step for you might be. Because a lot of people also think like, okay, I want to do this, but I don't have any credentials and I don't have a website. So I can't, when that's not necessarily true. You have a story, you have experiences, you've learned things and there. I think you have a lot of value that you could be sharing and doesn't have to be through your website. Like, like you think, and it doesn't, you don't need a license and a certification to, to share your story. Like that's something you can start with right now. So just figuring out what's the best way for you to start right now. And Another step of that is goal setting, which is what I did 2 years ago. I sat down, I set a couple goals for myself and I I just started exploring those those ideas.
0: It's so funny. Every single podcast that I've done, I always ask like what is your, you know, success story? What what do you what do you hail to your success? What made you successful? And literally every single person so far has said goal setting. Like that is everything. And it's so true and that's a big reason why at she Factor and our app, it, it's all about holding yourself accountable to those goals and you set those goals for yourself and you get a score and you make it fun. But it's just, it's so funny that every single person has said, you know, goals, goals are so important because it's that kind of like fulfillment afterwards. Like you did something, even if it's small and then 10 small things lead to a big thing, or maybe it's your dream, or maybe it's your company, or maybe they turn you a different way. I think that's so important.
1: Mm, I love that you have that included in your app, because that does sound so fun.
0: Yes, it's, it's awesome. You'll have to go check it out. But um, yeah, it's we have nine spheres that you can prioritize your top four to five. So they're anywhere from folk, flame, fuel, which is food and fitness, there's faith, favor, and you choose your top Four to five, and then you set goals within those four to five spheres, and then you get a score each week at how well you did at hitting your goals. But the score is obviously self reflected. So it kind of holds you accountable to be honest with yourself.
1: Yeah. And I think the biggest thing with goals is that we think we know what we want in our heads. We're like, oh, I want, you know, you can like picture it or you're thinking about it, but until you write it down or see it in words, you truly don't understand what it is you, you desire. Yeah. So true you need to like verbalize it because we don't, we don't think in words. We think in like feelings and emotions. Right. So we need to write it down to say like, this is what I want. And then once you have that thing written down, and even if you're like in my head, yeah, I know what I want. I want to start my own business. well write it down. Yeah. (laughs) Get more clear on that because in your head, like nothing happens in your
0: head. It happens on paper and like in the physical world. And I feel like too, going off of that, once you verbalize it to other people, it becomes so much more realistic because people start asking you about it and holding you accountable and talking to you about it. And you're like okay, now I actually have to do something with school and I really have to hit it. But I think that's also when you realize when a goal is something that you really want or not. I think when I vocalize it to somebody and then it demotivates me, I'm like, well, maybe that goal is really just something that I'm not as passionate about. But if it's something that I tell someone, then I could keep continually wanting to remind somebody of my successes. Like it's just, it's so different, you know?
1: Or I mean, for me, I know like when I tell people, I'm afraid to tell people because then I'm accountable. Like you said, it's that accountability. And, but it's also like this fear of judgment. Like I don't like talking about my goals because if that person that I'm talking to doesn't believe they can achieve it, they won't believe necessarily that you can achieve it either. A lot of people like to project their Capabilities and their realities onto you. That's true. So I'm very careful with who I tell my goals to.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's that's another part of why I love what we're doing is because we're hopefully creating that community of women who will be supportive and not hold you down, and you can be confident in in setting and hitting those goals because it's it's celebrating the little things. I completely think that that everything.
1: Yes. And the community that you've created of all of these women who are pushing to go higher in their lives, like, that's awesome. Yeah. Because then you have that support and other people just cheering you on and sharing their goals that are hopefully going to inspire you.
0: Exactly. Well, I kind of want to go off of that a little bit, too, your community of women. So, I feel like a lot of women are faced with a choice, and I, I guess you can tell me if this—if you think this is true, because you're obviously coaching a lot of these moms to start their own business. It usually ends up being pursue a career or go well in for your family. For some reason, I feel like that's the narrative. What has that journey been with both your career and your family and starting your own business? What decisions have you had to make on either side that you've been proud or thankful for? Obviously, I'm sure spending time with your family has been one of those, but how have you balanced that?
1: For me, honestly, like I'm thinking back to when I did set those goals two years ago. I know we already talked about goal setting. But one of the things that kept coming up is like, I just want to, I want my life to be my job and my job to be my life, but not in a negative way. You know, a lot of people get caught up in like their careers, but I want everything to be weaved weave together I don't know um, <laughs> this is hard to say like this is why we need to like use words and write things down because it, doesn't, it yep. doesn't make sense when we say it out loud but it makes sense in my head um I like to keep my jobs or like my work quote unquote work separate like that means you know I'm not checking emails when Ail and Rosie are Are with me. It's just, yeah, like I just don't want them to see me as a distracted mom. (laughs) I want to be present when I'm with my daughters. And then when I'm working, I want to be present with my clients and my community. So I try to keep them separate in that sense. But I also like. What I've done and what I've created and my business and how it's centered around that being a present mom and just being able to have the option to, you know, sit down with my kids or, you know, go over here and check some emails. And having that option and having that flexibility and freedom, that's what I wanted to create for other families. So yeah. And like, that's another thing is like right now my girls go to a babysitter two days a week, which is something like, this is one of the reasons why I didn't want, one of the reasons why I wanted to work from home is so that I don't have a daycare bill. However, (laughs) I still have one because I, but it's different because I'm doing something I absolutely love. And to me, this is my third child. This is my third baby is my business. And I need to give it the same love and attention not the same love and attention that I give my family, but <laughs> I, it, it needs to be nourished and per- yep. like taken care of just as a baby or a family member does. So I do pay for my kids to go to daycare still or babysitter, but it feels so different because it doesn't feel like, oh, I have to bring them to the babysitter and oh i have to write her another check. It feels like, oh, yes, I can't wait. They're going to be getting so much love and attention while I'm taking care of my business and helping all of these people. So it's like it, an interesting dynamic, but it's it's so fulfilling for me as a mom and as a business owner to be able to do both. And like you were saying at the beginning, when you're asking this question is like, There is such, I don't want to say a stigma, but nowadays moms, like if you look at our moms, like my mom was a full time mom, like we were a one income family. And that's how my husband was with his family and his mom, like moms, like that was their job. Things are different now. Moms are expected to raise their families like they don't have a job. And they're expected to work like they don't have a family where that's like, so unrealistic. I mean, if even if you are achieving those two things, like raising a family, like you are going to burn out, you're going to be dealing with all of this excess stress, it's going to affect your mood, the quality of your life. So just being able to help moms let go of those unrealistic expectations, and then possibly create something else like a different lifestyle where you don't have to do either of those things or both of those things, you can create like your own job where you get to decide when you work and when you spend time with your kids. It's hard. I mean, it's a, I was like, it's a tough world for moms out there, but there's a lot of pressure. There, There is. There's a lot of pressure because even me now as an entrepreneur, like I follow a lot of women who are doing the entrepreneur thing, but they don't have kids. And Tori, for me, that is so hard because I'm an achiever on the Enneagram. Like I like to do all the things and complete <laughs> all the tasks. And I do feel like having kids slows me down, but I have to remind myself like, Okay. First of all, they're the reason why I have a business. Let's be honest. Like I wouldn't even be here if I didn't have girls, like two kids. So, um, it is hard, but I have to let go of that expectation and say like, well, this is my reality is that I'm doing it and I have kids and it's going to look different, but I want to do it to inspire other moms to do the same. And I want to be that voice for them. Cause I, there aren't a lot of moms, you know, starting their own businesses.
0: But how inspiring is that to those moms that are starting their own businesses? And they're probably thinking the same thing as you, you know, looking at all these really successful businesswomen and they don't have kids and thinking, oh my gosh, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. Like it's impossible. So having somebody to look up to who is doing it and who is successful at doing it, I'm sure is so great for them because there's not very many people like you out there. So that's awesome.
1: Oh, yay. Thank
0: you. (laughs) Yeah. So... I kind of wanted to dig in just a little bit into the fitness side because I'm sure our listeners would love to hear some tips and tricks from you on that aspect. So what tips, advice or encouragement do you have for women who are feeling like they're lacking energy or motivation to work out during or after their pregnancy?
1: Well, I i mean, from experience even, but this is, it's proven that you will have more energy when you exercise. There's such a misconception of like, oh, it takes so much effort to work out. But when you keep your body moving, it's going to help create more energy for yourself, you're going to feel better, it's going to reduce the symptoms of pregnancy It's going to reduce the the morning sickness, the fatigue, those common aches and pains that come with pregnancy, and it's going to speed up your recovery time postpartum. So there's just so many benefits. To exercising during pregnancy, and I mean, like, it, you don't have to be pregnant to get benefits of exercise, right?
0: Yeah, I was just about to say, I completely feel like that too. I mean, it's yeah. so it's so funny. Like, you get in like a routine of working out. Like, right now, I'm in this routine of like pretty much working out every day. And I'm like a big class person. I have to go to classes because I need that accountability and that schedule. But if I get off the schedule and I don't go for two or three days, then I am just exhausted. I can't get myself to go. I'm so tired. So it is so true. It is crazy. Even if you're like spending more hours of your day working or doing something else in order to make the time to do it, it still gives you more energy.
1: Yeah, it, it it's worth it. And I think like the benefits are motivation enough. And yeah, it's just a matter of also finding something that you like. Like you said, the classes, like I used to love classes. It was just like, you don't have to think about it. You just show up and they tell you what to do. And then you leave when it's over. (laughs) So if you can find a class that works for you, or like, maybe you discover you like running or a Peloton bike at home, and it's a matter of investing in a piece of equipment or, you know, a trainer to train you from home. There are so many options out there. You just have to figure out what you like and what's going to work for your lifestyle and what you can commit to.
0: Totally. And what, do you suggest um, for pregnant women or women who are thinking about getting pregnant out there, what are some of like the best workouts to focus on? Um, I know that you obviously have some on your profile, but what types of workouts do you suggest focusing on?
1: Okay, so for my the workouts I did during pregnancy were designed around the workouts I liked before I got pregnant, which are like hit style, boot camp, you know, those high intensity kind of, workouts that I found work, not always safe during pregnancy. So I took those workouts and I modified them to be safe for pregnant women. However, I do focus a lot on the core because it is the area most affected during pregnancy. So if you can strengthen your core and really just become more in tune with it and learn about the fundamentals. So, your core isn't just like your abs, like your six pack muscle. There's this muscle called the transverse abdominis. And it wraps around like your whole waist, kind of like a corset. And practicing engaging that, just like taking a deep breath in, and then as you exhale, draw your belly button in, tighten that corset muscle. And just do that a couple times a day. Do it when you're like picking, out, picking up your groceries out of the car to bring them up inside. Just activating those muscles because what you're doing there, like I said, you're strengthening it, but you're also going to help prevent diastasis recti, which can happen often during pregnancy if you have a weaker core or, or poor posture, like you're more prone to develop that. But what it is, is it's a separation of your abs. So down the center in the linea alba. I'm getting like really into science detail right now, but it it will separate as your belly grows and expands. But the tighter that connective tissue is, the stronger it is. And the stronger your core is, the less of a chance you're going to have of developing that, which it is. I mean, like this is just, it's something that you can come back from and you can heal your body from, but if you can prevent it, like that's what, that's what you want to do is you want to have a strong core so that you can prevent that. Also pelvic floor. So for future moms and for new moms and for pregnant women right now listening, your pelvic floor is something that we don't talk about. It's a muscle, just like your bicep, just like your core, your quads, like your pelvic floor is something that we, you need to focus on and and strengthen. Like it holds all of your muscles. It's kind of like a hammock that holds in your bladder and your baby if you're pregnant and everything down there is held in by your pelvic floor. So being able to activate it, just really connect to it with the mind muscle connection and just doing that, like, just like you would work any other muscle group, like a couple times a week. And yeah, people are like, oh, I can do this when I'm driving or yeah, strengthening the pelvic floor, the core in general. And just, I mean, just being in overall good health is going to be great going into pregnancy.
0: Totally. Um, and then, do you? I don't know if this is part of a lot of what you post about or what you coach on as well, but what about like the healthy eating side of things? Like, do you spend a lot of time focusing on that as well to complement your workouts? Well, <laughs> honestly, after
1: I had Rosie, my second daughter, it's been a lot harder for me to focus on what I eat because I just don't have the time. And then when I do, I don't even have like the energy to think about it and to meal prep or to plan. So, what is, been the biggest thing for me when it comes to eating healthy is just making sure I have the right foods stocked in my kitchen. They don't even have to be prepped necessarily. Like I just have tons of fresh fruit, tons of vegetables, frozen vegetables, snacks that are easy to grab on the go. Um, and, even more so it's about my energy levels and how they make me feel because I know a lot of people are like, well, what do you eat to, to be in shape? It's more like, (laughs) I'm like, well, it's, it's everything. However, I mean, you can be eating tons of protein and like all the things that you read online. But if you don't feel good, that's just my experience. Like I used to eat a ton of protein and it didn't make me feel good. So I <laughs> had to figure out what worked for me. And that was like more plant-based diet, but also just like having the food at home ready to go that I can just grab and go because I have two kids now. It's not like even making a, a sandwich well, I'm trying to like think what am I gonna eat? And I gotta breastfeed Rosie and like there's just so much going on. I just need the quick, easy snacks and meals that, like I said, grab and go.
0: Awesome. Well, just a couple more like fun, more fun questions. But what do you foresee in the next couple of years? What does your future look like for you? What are some goals you have?
1: Oh my gosh, this is really hard for me because I am like the type of person I can only see like the next couple months. And even that is like not really clear to me. I'm just kind of (laughs) trusting the process, I guess you could say. Uh, But yeah, in the next couple of years, I am going to really go big in my mom boss coaching and just helping other women and moms create a a business for themselves that they can do from home and have that flexibility. I will like right now I have online programs for fitness, but next I'm going to have online programs for business. Love that. That's something I'm working on right now. In the next couple of years, like, I don't know. Like, I was thinking about it today. Like, I want to be on stages talking, but I don't know what I'm going to say or whose stage I'm going to be on. But I'm like seeing that in my future.
0: That's amazing.
1: (laughs) It's it's scary,
0: but I'm like, okay, maybe that's next. Like, okay. And you mentioned something about manifesting earlier. I wanted to kind of touch on that. So I think that's such an interesting thing that we don't talk about a lot. And I'd love to hear your perspective on it and like how it came to be for you. I guess I was always like a manifester, but I watched the movie.
1: There's a book, but I watched the movie, The Secret. It was, was it on Netflix? I think it was on on Netflix. Yes. Hopefully it's still there, but it's a, it's a movie. It's really old, it's not really old. It's like from 2006, but the, <laughs> co- the quality is not great. And it explains like how, if you visualize using visualization to create these things in your life. And so we were talking about the Nelly concert, right? That was the second time I saw Nelly. So <laughs> I, I manifested it because here's what happened. Let me tell you a little bit of backstory. It's kind of funny. My friends and I had seen Nelly before and we, were, we wanted to go again and we knew he was coming. This was like six months out. We're like, Hey, let's go to this. He's going to be back in town. Great. All right, good. We didn't buy the ticket couple of months go by. We're like, Hey, we should probably buy those tickets. Like, yeah. All right. We'll wait. They'll, they'll probably go on sale or something. Didn't buy them. All right. Now it's like the week of, we didn't buy them, but we are planning the time we're going to meet and where we're going to go. And we're, the three of us are visualizing front row at Nelly, which we don't have tickets for. It was just, wow. So we get to Nelly concert their tickets we we're like we'll just get in line and buy a ticket i we don't we thought these tickets are going to fall into our laps they didn't so we're like okay we'll guess i guess we'll buy them at the ticket stand we're waiting in line and they put up a sign that says sold out oh my god so we're like what what we're not going to go to nelly like no we pictured this like this is going to happen like we got to get tickets somehow so we, we started like scalping the streets for nelly tickets. and long story short we ended up inside. We got tickets. We got inside, and then my friend happens to see a security guard that she knew. She didn't know he was like a security guard, and he was like, "Hey, you guys want to go like up to the stage?"
0: No way. And we were
1: like, "Yes!" So we ended up front row at Nelly, and like we didn't know like how it was gonna happen, and even like up until the moment that it was happening, we were like, "What? How are we gonna do this?" And we got there. So like to me, like that is the power of like multiple people manifesting one thing but for me personally like I like to make vision boards like I said goal setting I like to sit and visualize what what I want but also what it would feel like and now I have like my vision boards next to me and like I have one for each year And it's so funny to look back at like what I wanted last year, like even little things like I would cut out like a picture of a cute bedroom. And I realized last year I painted my bedroom. We redid our bedding. Like I got all the new stuff and curtains and I look at the picture now and it looks exactly what my bedroom looks like.
0: That's so funny. I love that though.
1: Yeah, it's so much fun and something I really encourage other people doing, whether that be like creating a vision board, sitting down and just visualizing what it would look like. Watch, go watch that movie. Like you'll get a lot of ideas and oh, highly recommend it.
0: Yeah, I, I've read the book. I need to watch the movie, but it sounds like it's, I'm probably gonna have to do it on my own because my boyfriend doesn't like to watch movies before 2010. So yeah. Oh yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kim. Thank you so
1: much for having me. I love chatting and I think what you're doing is great. And I, I'm happy to be a part
0: of it. We are so happy to have you be a part of it too. And I will hopefully talk to you soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Looking for more than a weekly dose of She Factor? Find us on social media at the Factor, or head to our website, TheSheFactor.com to keep up to date with all the trends on our blog and daily She Email. Still want more? Subscribe on our app for access to live events near you, special offers from our brand partners, and lots of exciting tools to help you launch your life. Thanks for listening and see you next week.